What is Evolve Beyond? A podcast that touches on life's experiences and in turn guides you to your greatest wisdom, truth, and energetic potential. We are your hosts. I'm Michael Adams, human behavior specialist. And I'm Amy Elizabeth, energy evolution mentor. Together, we dive deep. So you can accelerate your highest evolution and align with who you were born to be. We are asking our listeners to come with an open mind and strongly encourage trying on a new way of thinking to transcend reoccurring patterns and themes once and for all. It is in acceptance and responsibility that we are able to do that for ourselves and our life's path. We invite you to dive deep with us and evolve beyond. Hello and welcome to Evolve Beyond. I'm Amy Elizabeth. And I'm Michael Adams. And today we're going to be talking about rejection. Michael, will you share the saying about the rock? <laughs> You're talking about the Jamaican one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's uh, it goes like this: Rock stone dip on river bottom, but sun not touch it. And so, what does that mean? Tell our listeners. Basically, it's saying that there are rocks at the bottom of the river. The sun can't see them, but it doesn't mean they're not there. Right, and essentially. With patterns and themes, we cannot see them, but that doesn't mean that they're not there. And with rejection, anyone who's ever experienced lack of acceptance, which I know many achievers do because their arch nemesis seems to be this needing acceptance, approval, acknowledgement, whether it's from society, from self, from relationships, from parents. This is a real common theme in most of humans' lives. It's part of the human condition. And so if they are experiencing that, there is a level or a pattern or theme of rejection. And this is a really important topic to get to the bottom of. So we stop creating or broadcasting a message out to the world that mirrors back to us how we can either be in self-rejection we can and use it as a distraction, or we can have others reject us so that we get to stay small and not play at our full energetic potential. That is a really good point. And it brings me to a place where I'm going to share a story with you. And it's a personal Ooh. story. And I, like a lot of people, I have been rejected from a job where I've gone for an interview. Now, this story is one that took place actually in the nineties. And I was going for a quite high profile job with one of the biggest media companies in the world. The process that we had to go through was quite long. We went through a few stages and it finally came down to the last three of which I was one. So there's a lot of expectation being built up. Now I got into a lift at the building where they had an office in London. I'm the only person in the lift going up to the floor to meet this HR director who I hadn't met before, wasn't a part of the process, but but now this was going to be their decision. And as the lift door opened, they looked around and they said to me, do you have the right floor? And I looked at them and said, yes. So they said, well, who have you come to see because I'm waiting for somebody? So I said, I'm Michael Adams. And the person went, oh, with the limpest handshake you could ever have in your life. They were not expecting a black person to walk through the door. Right then and there, I knew I was being rejected. I also recognized that the person was playing the rejection card in their own mind. They'd already had their parameters built around what they reject and what they accept. 
And I recognized that I was not going to be accepted by this person. Now, because you didn't fit in that box, right? I didn't fit in that box. So mm -hmm. it's a two-sided coin. There's the person who feels rejected. There's the person who's doing the rejection. And at the same time, I knew that when I went away from that, I felt bad. I did feel for a while not worthy. And until I then had to look at accepting self and recognizing I was not in control of that decision in any shape or form. Somebody else had brought their preconceived conceptions into that space. And those become the basis for the rejection. The rejection was not based on my ability. And how did that look moving forward for you? How long did it take for you to get over that? What did you do to get over that? What I did was I immediately spoke to the selection agency that had put me up for this job. And, and I said to them that they need to let everybody who you put me in front of now, let them know I'm black. And they said, wow. we are not allowed to do that. And I said, well, then take me off your books because I don't want anybody wasting my time. I've gone through an interview process that started off with maybe a um, hundred people applying for this job. We got down to the last three only to be rejected on the basis of something that they could have identified at the very start. Well, that's also illegal. It is illegal, but I'm actually saying, well, who makes these rules? Because actually that rule isn't applicable to me. I'd rather not waste my time. But what I love about what you did is you stood in your power, you spoke your truth, and you accepted yourself in all ways. And you, when you stand up for yourself like that, that is a huge part of the transmutation of rejection. Yeah, yeah. Because you're saying, I am who I am, and no one's going to effing change me. All right, so exactly what happened. It took a little while to get there, you know, maybe a few hours, because actually it's a job you want. It's something you then start to look. But when you actually break it down and look at the mechanics, I, in that particular, was never in control of that person's decisions or perceptions. And so therefore I had to practice acceptance of myself. And once I did that, that allowed me to then implement the strategies of saying, well, I don't want to feel like that again. So therefore I'm speaking to this agency and I didn't give a shit what the rules were because as far as I'm concerned, they weren't applicable to me. And so therefore a lot of the time when we take rejection on board and we've got to work our way back to see acceptance, the polar opposite, the healing right. mechanism is acceptance. We need to start recognizing the bit of that rejection that we're not in control of and don't own that. Mm -hmm. But that's a very hard thing to do. Let's just be honest, especially when those patterns are ingrained from childhood. You know, I know that as a child, I, I didn't get the, you're doing a great job or I'm proud of you or any of that positive affirmation. And so I strived and strived and said yes and tried to do better. And it always held the bar so high that it was almost as if I was going to fail so that I could reject myself. Why? Because I knew that as a pattern. And that's not necessarily my parents' fault in a sense. I also am grateful for that because it afforded me the opportunity to set very lofty goals mm -hmm. and to attain them mm -hmm. later on in life, but to know I needed to do it from a healthy place, which is a very big challenge to understand the difference and to create balance around that. Now, come back to the point that you made, because it would be easily passed by, and we need to dig a little deeper into it. When you right. touched upon, it made it easier for you to reject yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Well, because I didn't feel the acceptance from my upbringing, my surrounding, my environment, because I didn't feel that, I wasn't told it, I wasn't given that positive affirmation, it already set up a pattern within me, a theme. And so there was a negative response that my system was seeking because it made me feel safe. Yeah. When I played small or when I continued to disappoint myself by the level of rejection. But it was, of course, it was self-inflicted. As therapists, we see this all the time. Of course. Uh, we see the internalization and the acceptance and the normalization of rejection. Well, and you actually accept the rejection, which is almost an oxymoron, but it's yeah. really, really true. It is an oxymoron. I expected it, right, but I expect it. So this is all very, very closely aligned to expectation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you well, know, when you introduce expectation into the dynamic of rejection, you have the expectation of self. And in your case, when you described the dynamic of rejection, how it's played itself out earlier in your life, there was almost an expectation of rejection. Well, and I want our listeners to put themselves in my shoes because I know what I know what I know by talking to hundreds of people, same with you, that there are so many people out there that then later on in life have this reoccurring pattern mm -hmm. with dating, with business partners, with roommates, with whatever relationships where they set themselves up to be rejected or even in professional settings mm -hmm. where they have this lofty goal and then they don't believe in themselves because of the lack of acceptance in their beautiful gifts. However, that transposed from childhood, whatever that looked like, maybe it was a teacher. It doesn't always have to be a parent. It could be something that stuck in your system. And when that happens, we continue to play out the pattern, the theme over and over and over again. So we get to be rejected. So we get to learn from the theme and transmute it finally to, quote unquote, bathe ourselves in acceptance. Absolutely fall deeply, madly in love and accept ourselves. And do you feel like it brought you to a place in some situations of something we see as therapists all the time, self-sabotage in certain situations? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, absolutely. And I also see that it sets people up and they create, then broadcast out a message in relationships, whether it be love relationships, business relationships, even like you said, business ventures, uh, opportunities where they set the bar to a level, expect something in a sense, and we'll get into expectations another time, but there is a level of expectation where then they get to be disappointed. And in turn, the end result goal or the root of the issue is rejection. Well, we don't want to stay in the doom and gloom. You know, we need to understand that acceptance is the mechanism that we need to apply in our lives on a regular basis so that we can keep rejection at bay. Rejection's going to show up because it does in of life. Of course. People are going to project onto you. Well, when we've left our home with God, we do feel rejected in a sense. And then we seek out separation, which causes rejection. And recognizing it is the first step because rejection has a way of grabbing hold of you. And at the extreme end, it turns into depression. It, yes. It, it, it manifests itself as a way of life, as a default personality. Can you imagine if you can actually counter that 
with acceptance. And I like to call it lack of acceptance rather than rejection because it almost already gets you on that plane of still Very communicating and calling in acceptance, even though there is a lack thereof. And, you know, my old tagline for Choose Evolution Coaching Solutions was awareness, period, acceptance, period, and action, period. And they were steps that I had clients take. And I will tell you that more often than not, people did not want or believe that they were doing the acceptance piece. But that is the piece of whether it's forgiveness or it's cooperation or it's being in uh, coherence with the situation. That level of acceptance has to happen in order for us to move on, to grow, to take action and be in flow, to be in the pull, to manifest quickly. But if we don't, accept those little pieces of ourselves that may be kind of ugly and don't befriend them, then we're continuously saying and making ourselves wrong, which will inherently create a metaphysical block to slow delay or block us from achieving what we came here to do. And both Michael and I are threes on the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is this really brilliant type personality system, which again, we'll talk about later on a podcast. Yet the title for the three is the achiever and the achiever has an Achilles heel and the Achilles heel and what we live by and what in a sense is like our glass ceiling that we're trying to break at all costs is acceptance, acknowledgement, approval. But what that is, is an innate personality. And so, yes, we manifest humans around us, whether they be family or relationships or situations that we seek that approval, that acknowledgement so that we can achieve, but it's part of who we are to get things done, to set the bar higher. And yes, it's a level of constriction and almost a healthy tension or stress, but it's important to understand that in this system, what they teach is for us to come into oneness with that lack of acceptance, as well as learning how to healthfully accept ourselves just as we are versus what we do or what we've done or what badges of honor that we've attained. I mean, wise words, but again, we come to that place of coming face to face with rejection and understanding one of our reoccurring themes is that ability to stand still and actually have a look at what's going on. You know, Mm -hmm. it's something we constantly say. We say, be still. We've said it on every episode that we've recorded so that what you perceive is happening may not be what's happening. And I know that there are forms of mirror work that can help in that context. Remember, when you stand in front of a mirror, the truth is you're looking at an image of yourself. Right. So when you look at that image, you can look straight across at that image and recognise, actually, that's not me. That projection is a projection. And anything that's been thrown at that does not have to stick. The only thing that needs to stick is what is in my field right here, not the reflection. And that work is so important, but it's actually easier than we think because it starts from being still. It starts from really understanding and connecting with self. Amy, I can see you want to step in there. Please do. And being aware. As the tagline states, the first thing is the awareness of what is the thing that creates the block 
or the obstacle that I need to jump over or I need to get through or I need to understand. And one of the ways that we can do this is by creating a list of all the things and the ways and the places and the events that we have felt rejected by. So you can draw a line down the center of a page and have two columns and on the left side, write that list out. And on the right side, write out the way in which you've accepted yourself or how you have transposed that or the next time you will do that. Because more often than not, we forget all of the times that we've actually transformed that rejection into a level of self-acceptance. I'm thinking about a story where I was working at a yoga center and I was introducing this very big yoga instructor named Patricia Walden, who had been actually one of my yoga instructors and I knew her personally. And I was in front of, I don't know, five, 600 people. And for some reason, this time, I had a really, really hard moment where I literally froze and I gripped the microphone and she had to actually peel my fingers back from the microphone, take the microphone and introduce herself because I froze. And that was one of those times where I didn't understand because I had introduced many other people in front of hundreds of people. And I had spoken on stage and I had done a ton of public speaking and I didn't have the same reaction. But when I created that list and it was that one little event in my life, which actually kept me small for quite a while, it made me second guess myself when I was in front of people speaking, even if it was like 30 people. It's kind of ridiculous to where I would have a physical reaction and start sweating profusely and really like my heart would start to race and I would get very, very uncomfortable when in fact, I'm really a performer and I love to speak in front of people. I love to share myself. I love to share other people, especially people who I acknowledge and uh, I look up to and feel like their work is beautiful and feel like I want to share their work with the world. So it was so strange. But I allowed that event to actually create a metaphysical block to stop me from moving ahead with other presentations because I was scared. But once I've created this list and I looked at all the times and all the ways that I spoke in front of people and I never had an issue and I had you know, a great presentation or people came up to me afterwards and said, thank you, thank you, thank you, or whatever it was, I realized actually that was just one little drop in the bucket it's very important what you've just said and that share because it takes us to that place of how we show up in the world and when we do that exercise of actually looking at the ways in which we accept ourselves in that one event or that moment or from that person where there was rejection that was showing up then we can transmute and shift that rejection recognizing and having that strong awareness, which brings us into acceptance. And then we can take a new action, creating a new result. Yeah. And I think that what we have to be cognizant of is that we have more power than we realize. It's down to us to dictate how we show up in the world and not somebody else. As Mayo Angelo once said, we don't need to live our life caged by other people's eyes. Amen. Well, folks, I think that is a wrap for this episode. Once more, I'd like to say thank you to my co-partner over there in the USA, Amy. Thank you, Michael. And to all you good folk here, please remember to evolve beyond rejection.
Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode where we will be asking you to evolve beyond your limits. Who is Amy Elizabeth? Amy's formal background is in psychology and education. And over the past two decades, she has coupled this with multiple forms of energy medicine to assist her clients in identifying and living their highest evolution. She believes evolution is an everyday choice that we can all access. And her work focuses on assisting you to clear and create pathways to a fulfilling, majestic and holistic spiritual existence. She utilizes ancient tools and rituals backed by scientific methods to achieve this. Having worked with high achievers, influencers, many decorated officers, professional athletes, business leaders and entrepreneurs, she has co-created a map to navigate living the life you were created to live in connectivity, joy and peace. Who is Michael Adams? Michael is a human behavior specialist who focuses on psychology and talking therapies. He is also an internationally respected marketing consultant, mentor, business growth strategist, and public speaker. In a professional career that spans over 40 years, he has practiced in the areas of elite professional sport, corporate business, public and private sector environments. In the past decade, his focus has been in the field of personal development, looking at improving individuals' dialogue with themselves in order to reach their full potential in life. He continues to develop new techniques that can be simply deployed by individuals in their everyday lives. 